Hi, everybody. Welcome Hi. to the Alchemical Goat. I'm Bobby Larson, hypnotherapist and business coach. I'm Jessica Dimitro, astrologer, tarot reader, mystic. And today we are going to talk about earth element. And who knows where this will go because it tends to go full circle and around, but we'll try to stay on, we'll try to stay on, on, on track. Yes. So, yes. Um, so did you have something you wanted to start with today? Yeah. I mean, I think we could talk a little bit about the alchemical goat and like the origins of our show, like how we came to be. Um, definitely want to start with a little symbology about Capricorn and the fact that we started this whole thing. I mean, from the moment I woke up and was like, Bobby Larson is going to be the co-host to coming up with the name that evening to where we are today, our first premiere, which was like last week, all in the sign of Capricorn, which really symbolizes, I think, who we are, you know, and uh, you as a Capricorn and not, I don't have any Capricorn, but I love the sign of Capricorn. I think there's such a beautiful thing it's there's this balance of climbing up the mountain wanting to find success and also deep diving into the ocean and really incorporating all of the things that are below the surface of society and that's where you bring in the occult kind of a magical piece a juxtaposition between Capricorns like there's like this internal dreaminess and also the the willingness to scale, scale mountains and pull yourself up higher and higher and higher. Um, but, you know, you wrote something to me in that text that I was like, oh, yeah, the inner child stuff. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's so, that's so hard for earth signs in particular. <laughs> because we tend to just be very grounded and Capricorns for sure have a really big tendency to kind of like hide from all the things, all the like, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of sort of push it down, run away from it, just not acknowledge it in a way that um, makes, uh, can make us really sick. Like I've had two Capricorn friends with cancer by the and I'm only 42 you know and I find that really interesting in that there's something about you know the the pushing down of emotion not really looking at it and just keeping keeping on climbing but never dealing with those inner child things or whatever and a lot of us are extra um we're definitely more willing to, um, to, to, I don't know, I lost my train of thought, but like, we're more willing to, oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to come back to it. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> you know, that's, that's interesting that you talk about that you had two friends with cancer, uh, with cancer that were Capricorns because one, the opposite sign of Cap- a Capricorn is cancer. And I think that's where the inner child lives, right? It's sort of like our, mm-hmm. our gooey center kind of thing. Um, cancers have a really hard exterior, but a really soft underbelly. And I feel like there's, I, I really like to see astrology as kind of a whole tapestry, right? These things that are woven together, they all kind of flow into each other. The opposites sort of, you know, they mirror each other, right? And it's and it's mm-hmm. kind of a fascinating thing. But my aunt, who was a who was a Capricorn, had cancer and passed away at like forty four. And when she passed on, you could feel all of the emotion going on. There was a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that wasn't being dealt with that she was trying to deal with, like in a holistic sort of way. I mean, she was super healthy, last person that you would expect. But I think it's the perfectionism. There's that thing yeah. where you you have to do more. Um, you're not able to keep up with all of the things that you think. And there's this inner drive because you guys are ruled by Saturn. And Saturn is like not going to sit down and just, you know, it's like 
If you have time to lean, you have time to clean. That's Saturn. Yes. We need to get everything done right now. And And it's constant. It's constant. You don't get to take a break from your brain. (laughs) No. And there's no fun, right? Because Saturn's like, well, we need to get this done. And it's, I think that inner drive, I think a lot of Capricorns really struggle with because Saturn not only rules Capricorn, but it also is the traditional ruler of Aquarius before Uranus was discovered. And so we see there's a transformation that happens like in Capricorn, it's like the 3D, let's go and get jobs, let's climb up the mountain. But then as soon as it gets to the top of the mountain and there's nowhere else to go, it realizes, is that really what I wanted? And so then it becomes like this seasoned, older, you know, older, wiser person, right? So it's interesting because even though we usually equate like spiritual awakenings with Uranus, we can also equate it with Saturn because once you've done the whole climb up the mountain thing, what's next? And I think that's when Saturn or, or when, when Capricorn dives down into the ocean, it's like, well, what else is here? You know, there, we're on this full planet and there's all these amazing, beautiful experiences to be had. And that's when you get into healing Capricorn and Capricorn that wants to do something for the community and society and out there. So yeah. I think there's a lot yeah. there. I think it's a beautiful sort of analogy for us and what we're doing and our own Phoenix sort of coming out of the ashes into who we are and blossoming into the 40s, you know, so I don't know if I could be any more Capricorn. Like I seriously, <laughs> everything you just said, I'm like, oh, like that. Why am I a textbook? Like I'm in the book. I'm in the fucking book. Uh, there's just a picture of me next to Capricorn definition. <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> because and at this point, you know, it's funny about the climb the mountain thing, because I get, I tend to get to a point and then I'm like, well, I probably just keep going or I just jump off cliffs and start over on a different mountain <laughs> right like this, this mountain's no good this mountain's no good I'm going over there. I did this mountain and so now I'm gonna go do that one you know and I just find different mountains to climb I haven't done and I but that but that being said I would say the last two years and you know this about me it's like and you're doing it too that what you said about the um the soul, uh, the soul, the sort of other work, the soft underbelly of, of who I am and looking at it and looking at those inner child things and, and working through them. I was triggered yesterday by family stuff and I went, God damn it. I'm still like not done. Right. I'm still not done. Like at what point are we done with this? But we're never done. (laughs) And (laughs) I'm like, I just what I think I'm like, whoo, I've, I've got it all. It's like, no, like, oh, oh, it, it hurts. <laughs> and I'm there again. And I'm that little girl being pissed off. And so, you know, it's a constant, it's a constant inner, it's so, so much internal stuff too, just being in my head, <laughs> so much internal, like dialogue and constant, like reminding myself, like, you're okay you're doing all the things you're supposed to be doing. And like you and I always talk about the universe is looking out for you, trusting all of that, trusting all of that. Um, And, you know, that Saturn shit, it just, I mean, I don't even think I was a kid. Like, and I've said that to Mm -hmm. people, like I, you know, people like, what was your childhood? Like, I'm like, I felt like this same person, the same version of myself, since I can remember, I don't remember feeling like a happy go lucky child. And maybe that's like child trauma as well. Like there was a lot of that kind of stuff, but at the same time, like it was just my internal, like, this is just who I am as like being a Capricorn and just having that. You do have, I mean, I was lemonade stand as soon as I could make a lemonade stand. Like I was like, let's make some money. Like, well, I was ready Sat- your Saturn and my Saturn are both in Virgo, and that is the hermit, mm-hmm. right? So I do believe mm-hmm. that there is a metaphor for 
Saturn and Virgo where, you know, you're, you kind of hit life hard. I think any earth sign Saturn is going to bring a lot of density to the earthly experience. Mine is in my sixth house. So that's where I really see it is in work. Sometimes things feel super hard. It feels like a struggle to create anything because Saturn is there and Saturn's a wet blanket. Saturn isn't like, (laughs) I don't think that, but besides after, well, yeah. And, and, and after like the spiritual awakening piece of it, maybe it lightens up second Saturn return possibly, but that's like when it gets, when stuff gets hard. And I was just seeing right. How, you know, and of course Saturn is in cycles, right? So every 29 and a half years, you face this total, like, is this direction I want to go? Is this what I meant to do? And then, then you have this other, you know, when you're 56 years old, 57 years old, then you face this again. And then you want to know, like, did I do everything that I was supposed to do? So I think Saturn in an earth sign, you constantly have that. I need to be doing something. I need to be making sure that I'm hitting all of these, Mm -hmm. these goals. And they can be like meaningless stuff. Like you could just sit there and you're like, am I supposed to be relaxing right now? Like, is this supposed to feel comfortable? And then oh my god, (laughs) I need to get up right now. I need to do something. Are my kids okay? Nobody's screaming, but maybe I should be doing something. I really should be doing something, you know? Always. And I think always. (laughs) I was the word like I being a stay-at-home mom was tough. Because I was like, there was days where I'm like, okay. I can't get anything done, right? I have a sick no. baby and a sick toddler and like, you know, whatever. One's nursing and she just wants to nurse all day and I just have to lay on the couch and just let things go where they may, like where it, let the cards fall where they may. And I would just be like, but I should be doing all the things. And that inter- and that's you know, it's so weird because it's like is that cultural or is that just my nature and honestly I think it's my nature and and also a little bit of nurture you know depending on who's raising you um you know there's there's always that I should be I could be more or maybe I'm not doing enough or just depend you know what what parents have put on you in particular mothers, mothers make people, um, feel like they're a lot of mothers just make you feel like you're not good enough and you want to keep doing the thing. You have to keep trying to prove yourself. And you're at some point I've looked around and started being like, who's watching? (laughs) (laughs) Actually last year I was like sitting there and I was beating myself up again because I have a Virgo moon so I have to make sure I'm in line right somehow and I'm sitting there and I did some faux pas whatever something that I was like mad at myself for and I'm sitting there I was like does this person that I think I'm beating myself up for even care (laughs) like why am I doing this and it was it, it was like just this moment of realization of how I've always treated myself in regards to this perfectionist, this empathicness to feel everybody's feelings and then not knowing that that doesn't belong to me and it's not my judgment. And I don't mm. have to, I don't have to accept this person's idea of me, label of me, feeling about me. And not even necessarily that that has anything to do with them in particular. We're all running around with some on-train thoughts that we have. We're all trying our best to try to determine like what is the best course of action to take. And people aren't really thinking about you as much as you think they are. And I think they're not putting, putting yourself into this mode of being able to notice your shadow, being able to see how it's interfering with your life. Like if I am in a bad situation and I do something wrong or whatever, and I can't confront the person about it, it's going to take a toll on me, right? Because I'm going to need to get that energy out rather than just having a conversation, telling people that you're uncomfortable and moving on and letting it be. But when you have trauma, it's harder to do that because we have all of this fear in the background. And I really feel like lately it's been about just acknowledging that this doesn't need to happen like this. I need to change this. Whatever this is, is not working for me. 
And it's probably giving yeah, me well, an ulcer, really. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, that's the thing. I'm like, how many ulcers um, do I have undiagnosed? I'm totally... <laughs> because because of the imaginary voices. Like, I'm like, who, who are these people that I'm trying to, like, impress or, or who are judging? Me? Like, it's the strangest when you really, really kind of do that shadow work and you really start looking at it and you're like oh I've made it all up or these are all just things that have been taught to me like I'm supposed to care about like you're saying about that empathic you know oh I'm supposed to care about what everybody thinks of me and that you know Mm -hmm. that's that is such a patriarchal fucking bullshit too because women just were led to believe that our whole existence was how perfect we could be, how we could do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and now I think women are starting to be like, wait a second, I don't need to do any of it. I just need to like, like barely just do what makes me happy. And like, we're all good. As long as everybody's just doing what they, what makes them happy we'll all be fine you know within like legal limits or whatever or not even <laughs> I mean, legal limits like that's questionable <laughs> who's making the laws I have questions but you know what I mean like and I read I was reading um as I'm building this mother wound program and I was reading some stuff and um uh Bethany Webster uh her books, Discovering the Mother Wound, I think it's called, Discovering the Mother Wound. Uh, and she's like, you know, only like 30 per, like you could do 30% of the mothering that you're doing right now. And like, it would be adequate. And I went, well, shit. <laughs> right? Like that's, I was like, so I can scale that shit down? Okay, perfect. You know, I, <laughs> but it's, it's interesting. Like you have to be very, aware obviously of like what part of that mothering you're doing but like that that just shows you right women are going 500 percent in all the things and just burning themselves out right and well and then getting mad at ourselves for not doing the little bitty things right right and it's it's just it's one of those things where you're like okay again is this me is this culture and I I really think I mean it's definitely society is just we've allowed it to run rampant and we need to like scale that back and I think this comes up a lot in business especially for who I call mom entrepreneurs right (laughs) who are they're they just they want to do all of it they want to do all of it um, they want to be good mothers. They want to have a successful business. They want to be a good wife. They need to be a good friend. They need to be a good daughter. They need to be good blah, blah, blah right. right? All the things. Oh, exhausting. Uh, I'm exhausted thinking about doing all of those things. It's, right? It's exhausting. And, 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 I, and nobody's there really judging them. They're doing all of it themselves. Nobody's, nobody's and, saying... Oh, you're a shitty mom and nobody's saying you're a bad business owner. They're, you're selling yourself that. You're telling yourself that. We, there's something to be said too about trying to do it yourself and trying and then mm. it's like I've seen this and it's not that it wasn't successful like the person like went out of business, but they did so much that they couldn't let any other energy in. So they weren't really expanding either. It was like Mm -hmm. just keeping themselves, just doing enough to keep everything sort of in this place. And then they couldn't manifest. There was no manifestation. There was no growth. It was just like, let me just stay here because I'm really comfortable and then do everything I can to keep everything the same. And so that's where what we have to realize is, is when we invite other people into it and collaborate, we're growing Mm -hmm so many other things that person now has a job they have a purpose they're doing stuff and you can only be good at so many things at the same time I know that some people are going to be like I'm good at everything and that's great but what's I mean I totally think I am (laughs) well what's that costing you and what are you giving up in the long run like I think one of the things that really struck me this week as I was kind of thinking about manifestation I don't really know what I 
want. Like I have an idea of where I want to go with my business and, and whatever, but it's the feeling that I don't know about. Right. Because we mm -hmm. think of like work as work, right. It's hard. It takes time. It's going to be da, 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 da. But like, what if I manifested and I got into the feeling of what it feels like to achieve what I want and work from yeah. there. And yeah. I felt like that was such an important thing as far as like meditation and going to that place of like, what does it look like when I've accomplished, when I get where mm -hmm. I want to go and then acknowledging that I actually made it instead of this like yeah. on ending path that I'm walking on and I'm trying to figure out like, is the end over right. here or is it over here? Right. Like there's no, right. thing. totally. There's no end. Right. We can just do that. We can just keep walking and walking and walking. And then at some point, maybe we'll be like, oh, I guess I was going somewhere back there, but I just kept walking. So I right. think it's important for us to have these little goals and these little acknowledgements of like, oh, I made it. I actually did what yeah. I set out to do. So you can celebrate yourself and also like bring in one other thing that maybe you could delegate to somebody else so that you can have more of what you truly want, which is time. Right. And time is a tricky thing, right? Because we think we're manifesting time by doing all of these things and right. saving money, right? And the thing mm -hmm. is, is that we're really taking up the thing that we're most seeking after, which is the thing we can't get back, which is in fact time, time. which is yeah. fooled by Saturn. So, oh, is it? Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. Time is a weird thing. And I'm going to explain my experience of time in the last couple years because I have often felt like I am going back into different situations. They're different, different people, different places, different time. But they're so familiar. Because I can recognize that I've done it before with different people, different places, different time. And there's something about, it's almost, it's like a time jump. It's like a jump of, of okay, well, I learned, I did that. And I think of it very, it's very circular in my head. Like I picture, mm -hmm. I do this. I go and I do this and I hit this end point. Let's say it's at the top of the circle. I hit this end point and then it becomes, I'm starting over, but the circle's in a different place. And then it ends and it's kind of in the same part, in that same starting point. And then it circles. And, and when I get back to that center point, every single time where that starts, where it ends, I can literally feel that, I'm, I've learned, like, I can look at it and see all of the things I just learned and how, and then I can look at the past, right. And be like, and I learned all of that. And then I take all of that information and I go into the next circle of time. It's like, it feels like, and I look in the mirror and I go, I'm aging. I know that time is like happening, that things are, but the experiences are consistently the same but different right very mm -hmm. sort of matrixy or something like I can't quite I can't quite pinpoint it I'm not sure if I'm even explaining it right but I think that what it helps me realize is that there's a lot of time there's a lot of time and right. you can do a lot of things in even short periods of time um, that are there's just it's so abundant like time is so endless and so abundant and we give it however much power we want to give it right like we want to you know some people for for a lot of people a year feels like forever for me a year is a second like I I mean and maybe that's also time starts speeding up as we get older which is weird and I, I mean the last two years I don't even remember what's happened like they went so fast, so freaking fast. I'm like, is this a collective conscious of like, we're all just speeding time up because we're trying to get through this? <laughs> like, are we well, gonna... I, I want to say something about that because I think it's very, 
if you've heard about the Mayan calendar, right? And I know mm -hmm. that people thought the world was going to end in 2012, but that's not, essentially, it was supposed to speed up. And we're yeah. in this sort of final, I don't want to say final, like it's, there's something going to shift. It's a shift in consciousness, really. Yeah. And so, but yeah. things have speeded up. Like if you think about the internet and the new, the Aquarian age, all of these things are about intellect. Um, it's about us expanding consciousness. It's about us seeing things on a deeper level. I mean, I think TikTok, Facebook, social media, as bad as they can be, they can also be the connectors for us. They can also show us what somebody on the other world, you know, thinks when we didn't have yeah. access to that before. And we can kind mm -hmm. of see things in a different way. Not to say that there's not misinformation and there aren't things that obviously um, can be negative, but there's also a lot of positive things. And there's a lot of ways in which we can get information. There's so many books that are available on the internet, like old school, um, the Kabbalion, the Emerald Tablets, all of these, like I, I could just name 50, like uh, Solomon's Keys, things that which probably were in the library of Alexandria, not the Kabbalion and the Emerald Tablets, right, but you know, right, things right. that were like lost to the thing are available to every single person who has the internet. They can go to a site, look up the name. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I tried to buy a book on Amazon and it wasn't available or it was so expensive. And then I just put it in the search bar in Google and it comes up for free and I can download yeah. it. And I have yeah. access to that information and somebody else has access to that information. And so and then so many people are starting, I think I heard that witchcraft, Wicca, um, paganism are like the fastest growing religions right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that's totally right because people are starting to see that there's more to what they've been told and they can now mm -hmm. get together and share these commonalities. Like I see a lot of, and no offense to religious people. But, you know, a lot of people getting together and saying, oh, look at my experience. And like, whenever you had those doubts before, you would mm -hmm. go to your church because that's what you would know. And they would put you back in your place and tell you, okay, don't get outside right. of the matrix. And we do that as a society. We keep people down. But now we have this collective voice and this ability mm -hmm. to showcase and feel where we're all at. And we can have more... Uh, conscious contact with, like I said, the collective. And so we're knowing now it's not just something that we do on the internet, but it's something that we can feel the vibe of what's going on out there and know that we're in the right place. And so yeah. there's a huge shift taking place. And that's what the Mayan calendar, in my opinion, was talking about is this shift, mm -hmm. is this conscious, more, mm -hmm. um, more information and access. And then we're also having, um, you know, we're seeing our politicians for what they are. It wasn't that we didn't see it before. It was more in back rooms. We would talk about like, this is bullshit. But now we yeah. watch the media and we see how biased it is. We see how, yeah. you know, if somebody's putting money into something, how we just follow the little trail and all of a sudden all the information that we thought, I mean, I took a power class in, at Sonoma state conspiracy theories class, you know, and that was really yeah. helpful because there's so much information that we can access that we can get all of these things and start critically thinking and thinking for ourselves right. and seeing the holes in the things that we've been saying. And there is such a shift in consciousness. I mean, I don't know about you, but I remember the eighties and how sort of dark it was, how people kind of said, you know, certain things there was just, I, I can't explain the energy, but I can feel it in my body, you know, like, this, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this. And this is the way it is. And there wasn't a lot of um, movement in that. It was sort of like, yeah. you know, and it could be different. I grew up in Portland, Oregon, but you know, I think we're moving into like we're teaching our kids. Like I love it. My daughter calls me up. She's 21 and sh she's talking about all of the things that I know. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, should I interject and just tell her I know all this? And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> My job is to listen and to help her build this because she's, she's coming into the same thing without me pushing it on her. I didn't yeah. tell her this is the way it was, but this is how I raised her to think about these things. So she's coming right. on her own. This is a sign that I have done my job as a mom. Right. Yeah. 
For sure. And I, you know, it's so important that the next generations are taking on, I mean, I know that we've talked about this before, but, you know, in the nineties, I wasn't really talking about whether I had spell books and was doing like little spells and witchcraft on the full moon. Like I wasn't talking about that to my close friends who I knew loved me and it didn't, you know, would never say anything, but it was not something you really talked about. And people were really judgmental as, you know, I kind of, as I got older and I got into my twenties and I, I started to own it a little bit, but even then it was like, I'd say it. And the fear I would instantly command respect though which is very interesting when you are a witch and you tell people that you, they instantly, they have like this reaction of, Oh, and they, their bodies will shift and they, they will have two reactions. There's usually like the, the, the people that are like, Oh, cool. Like, yeah. And then there's the other ones that are like, Oh, and they, you can tell they're scared of you. They're literally scared of me. And they should be, though. And And they should be, And they should be. And and that's what I'm saying about, like, I instantly kind of, like, get a a command of, like, I will command respect at that point because they're, they, they, like, it's weird because they're having this whole thing in their head, right? Especially if they've come from a regular, you know, religious, Christian-based religious background. They're having a existential crisis because they're like I don't really believe in this but I like you I don't believe in it but I like you and also I do believe in it because man Christianity those people are superstitious they are superstitious as much as they claim right none of it's real they all of them yeah right you know and they're like okay well I don't believe in what you do, but also I totally do because otherwise I wouldn't be so scared, right? Like <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, it's a weird dilemma in their heads, and it's always really entertaining for me. I love to fuck with people. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll give them a weird look. <laughs> they well, just, they as an astrologer, out. you know, studying for 25 years and in the 90s, like. There wasn't a metaphysical store in every town or on every street corner, so to speak, like Starbucks, you know, like, oh, there's my crystal store. <laughs> right. And the same thing, you know, they would just have this thing of like, because when you talk to me, I mean, you can see I'm not like stupid. I don't like sit there and I'm not like, you know, hokey. Right. And I think yeah. people think of the spiritual person as being this like, oh, you know, Phoebe from mm-hmm. Friends kind of thing. Like, oh, and then I just. <laughs> I feel my way. She was like this. She like set the precedent. Oh my God. That's so funny. (laughs) And then they meet you and they're like, wait a minute. And there's a lot of information and knowledge in astrology. I mean, it's really mathematic science, the way in which it came about. I mean, I don't know. There are different thoughts on this, but it's like from Egypt and both, right? Supposedly Mm -hmm. brought it as a higher form of astronomy. So it was actually even more so than our regular sciences are actually, you need to add intuition to things. And Mm -hmm. that's how they evolve and make it to the next level because everything can be felt through you, right? If you are out of touch, you're not feeling it. You're looking in a book, reading it. And I mean, I do that too, but just saying that the next level of psychology, astrology, uh, tarot, all of those things, you need to use your intuition. You need to be hearing what the universe and how it's speaking to you. And so like, as an astrologer, it was such a hardcore thing. And it's funny because like, I always identified as witch, but I think through divin- divination and how mm-hmm. that's sort of my calling and I'm more getting into spells and stuff now. And I mean, always, obviously I've always been into the moon cycles and that kind of thing, but mm-hmm. But I'm like really getting into that earth and really like, you know, through the elements and stuff like that. I'm so fascinated by the elements. I see so much information 
in each element. Like for instance, today we're talking about earth, right? And like, it just symbolizes every like part of our patriarchal society that climbing up the mountain, trying to find Mm -hmm. something out of nothing, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. Those are all very earth qualities. But then there's this other side of earth, this more natural side when you get into Mm -hmm. like crystals and like feeling and going out into nature and like really communicating with what's going on. And communication is just allowing that information to come through when you're quiet and you're hearing like the energy, the um, birds and the things and just being in tune with Mm -hmm. all of that. And how much Mm -hmm. information comes to me when I'm in those quiet moments, when I'm walking and I'm like thinking about all of the things that are happening. And there's so much power in that. And each element has something like that. It has this thing, this little secret. And it's like, Mm -hmm. when you can quiet yourself and you can start knowing like, oh, what about fire? Well, fire is passion and it's excitement. And then there's also this destructive quality and fire needs to be fed constantly. If you have a lot of fire in your chart, you need to be fed. You need somebody to be feeding your (laughs) ego, your energy, your creativity. Like it just doesn't come out of nowhere. But knowing these things, that doesn't make you bad. That just makes you somebody who needs certain things and getting in tune with these things that are supposed to be like negative, right? But are actually things that those are the ways that you maintain your health. Those are the things that you can do to make sure that you're going at the optimum. And when you know them about yourself, they no longer be stay in the shadows. They come into the light and then we can work right. with that. And I think that's well, a part of I that. Think, yeah. I think it's interesting that you're saying, you know, being a Capricorn and having so much of that, patriarchal stuff that business oriented mindset um of growth and scale and and how do I do bigger better faster and um let's learn all the things around marketing and let's learn you know but what's interesting is that I didn't feel balanced Unless I was also recognizing the earth elements of just being outside and gardening, Um, you know, just learning plants. I actually originally, my first ever uh, major in college was ecology. So Hmm. I went from let's play in the dirt, let's save the planet to business, which was completely the opposite in a lot of ways but I remember consciously being like but I'm not going into business to be like that I'm going into business to figure out how to create put both of those elements together because it right it, it to me a conscious business person conscious entrepreneur you are you can be successful but you don't right. have to rape the earth for it no. And you can collaborate with the earth, right? You can you can use your manifestation skills. You can, you know, empower your employees to to be better, healthier, happier people. You can I mean there's so many ways to just be a an a, an earthly-based entrepreneur that isn't just taking you taking everything it can get and not giving anything back. Right. That that's the, you know, I keep picturing this one book I read in college. I think it it was like, we had to study Freud for a second. I can't remember. It was in like one of my writing classes and Freud was a piece of shit and he was all about industrial revolution and raping the earth. That was like, I think he even like used that. Like it was like very much, you know, male, aggressive, like, let's just take what we can, because that's our human nature. Like, and I, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's a woman thing. I don't think of the world like that. That's not how the earth, that's not how you succeed in 
business but maybe back when he was around that was the that was what because all the men were in charge right they were really in charge and they're still in charge but we're starting to kind of put them in their place and like knock them off a few pegs right like but but we we can't keep doing that and I'm really hoping that kind of in this podcast as we go forward and I think we already kind of both surround ourselves with these kinds of people that are aware that like, that's not how we're gonna do our business. So, you know, having all the like kinds of entrepreneurs that are just giving back somehow or very conscious of the decisions they're making that are actually on a a grander scale for the planet and for each other. So I just want to add to that is that I really, because when I was in college, I had such a freaking hard time figuring out which industry fit me, Mm -hmm. right? And so I ended up with sociology, which I love, and I'm I'm very happy about it. But what comes to me now as I entered into like sort of the second part of my working class life is, is that if you want to change something, you have to be the creator of it, right? And I definitely think that it's time to change the dynamic. And so when you hire employees, when you start going to the next level, treating them how you wanted to be treated at some point in your Mm -hmm. life. I mean, I worked for a store for 12 years and it was an amazing experience and I got a lot out of it, but I didn't get a lot of financial reward from it. I got other things though I I like really balanced out in some ways but it makes me feel like you know I don't one of the things is when you stop your manifestation abilities you are actually stopping it for the people around you too because Mm -hmm. you are part of this intricate web and the more that you're able to expand yourself the more the people around you are going to be able to expand them so if you're the business owner If you are the person that's in charge, it's sort of your job to become and grow so that you can help other people. If I say to you as an employee, like, I can't afford to pay you more, whether I can or not is really insignificant. I'm setting the precedent that I can't pay you more. And you're accepting that precedent that I can't pay you more. Do you know what I mean? And so then nobody is really winning in that way. And this is just one example of things of being a female business owner, of being somebody who wants to change the world of ways in which we can stop this sort of cycle of it being all about the money, it being all about the financial success, because success is such a like, I think think that's what capital is arbitrary. (laughs) It's arbitrary, but it's also like, you're going to keep going on the path with no direction. You're going to keep going because there's no point at which somebody comes down and be like, you won. That's yeah, it. You did it right? all. Right? right. Good job. Right. And honestly, as a, as a Capricorn, I don't want that. I want to keep going. No, like I'm like, that's the limit. Because of the fact that you get more from the journey than you ever get from the destination. Yeah. And the more sure. you add on, I mean, like, I know that I said earlier, we need to celebrate and we do. Right. But we also need to keep maintaining our goals, keep looking at things and going, do I want this? Like, what does this look like? And also when sometimes when we get something, it's not actually what we wanted. And so we need to keep reassessing that and looking around us and being like, hey, if I have an employee, I want to treat them with the best because that is in truth when we are giving, when we are grateful we're going to get so much more and we're going to give that energy to the people around us. And I think that's a really powerful thing of being in business to be at the core of who you are is being grateful for every opportunity. And I have to constantly like go into myself and be like, you know, I want to be successful, but then I don't, I actually don't want to just give readings to anybody. I want it to be a special thing. I want it to be like the highest and best and the most important message that 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 person that found me it's like this very special thing instead of just like going and sitting outside and just giving readings to anybody that walks by because then I'm cheapening myself I'm not seeing myself as special or what I'm doing is special I'm more trying to do what everybody else is telling me to do which is like 
quality, quantity, I mean, quantity, 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 quantity. more right. and more and more. You want to get right. yourself out there. Right. You want people to know you. And then at some point you're going to reach this arbitrary place. And then you're going to be able to charge $10 million for reading. And that's not what happens. When you start accepting less, you're setting that precedent and you're going to keep accepting less yeah. until there's nothing left of you to give. And we have to see yeah. that each of our our energy, our divine source. And this is the thing that Karl Marx talked about, about how when, you know, the, um, we're giving our, our divine essence away to these corporations when they make us work, right? That special mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. is what they're capitalizing off of. And they're yeah. keeping us down by taking that from us because we're working ourselves so hard. We don't have time to be creative. And so when we yeah. can get outside of that and make it kind of work and still do the creation part, that is such a special thing. And it's something that we're, we really need to build up in ourselves to say, you know what, this is so important. This is a really, this is what I'm building towards. I'm building towards just being able to keep that divine essence going, to have it flow mm-hmm. throughout my whole entire life. And that's when I think we're going to arrive. And that is when business becomes something completely different. I don't even know if it's called business. It's more like this, yeah, right? this holistic, this holistic space where it's like you feel good. Your employees are not reliant on you, but you are empowering them in their divine essence because you don't see them just working for you for the rest of your life. You see them going right. farther than you, doing more right. than you. And and they're so powerful and amazing. And they're doing the same thing to somebody else that they're mentoring. And they have an employee that now is going to like, you know, go to the moon. Who knows? Right. But when we see each generation of people coming through that we've been able to imbue with this way in which to embrace their special divine essence and do exactly what they came to do. And we're a part of that. We also get the rewards of that as well. So there's some really powerful shift that happens in business. Um, wow, that was that was really intense. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. No, I, you know, I the problem with all of this, right? The problem with all of this is that unfortunately we're in a capitalist society. And if the big wigs that are running the corporations don't have people to feed off of, yeah, what does that look like? You know, and, and I mean, obviously I am so not, it, it's funny because I have like honors in economics, but I'm like, I fucking hate economics. Like I hate the, the idea of how we use humans as like like we're slaves i mean let's just put it that way like i mean i i can't ever see working every once in a while it's so funny i get like maybe i should go back to like getting a real job and i'm like what am i no i can't do that anymore because i would be giving away like you said that very essence my very creative essence and it's fine. It's fine. If you're in like the kind of job that really does bring you like some sort of benefit, right? Like whatever you feel. Cause like, and that's partially why like for like for years, I, I managed spas and stuff because I was like, well, maybe the pay is not that great, but I get massages and I get my hair done and my nails and I get, you know, I get pampered. Right. And for me, that's really important because as a Cap- Capricorn, I walk around like, tense all the time like I probably need to like health insurance needs to cover massage therapy like let's just we could just go that's like a whole conversation in itself but I realized that I can't be fodder for the (laughs) I can't I just can't I'm burned out from the corporate world it's 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 like you said you come home at the end of that nine to five And people don't, you know, especially like if you have kids or you have whatever, you have like other responsibilities, you don't have that time to focus in on what makes you special, what brings you joy, what brings you, um, you know, what, what your real gifts are. You don't really get to focus on that. 
And I'm, I'm hoping that, and I, I think like many entrepreneurs, they are out of that rat race. You're getting there maybe at some point. But whoa, 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 whoa. I, I'm in a different section of it because what I yeah. do like now yours is, is very different. Like you have a lot more control over what is happening in your environment. And that's, that's the difference, right? That's the difference. I mean, we're talking, well, I'm, I'm talking not working. I'm not working to make anybody money. I work for a nonprofit exactly. that is exactly. working for the community that's making the community a better exactly. place. And that's kind of exactly. how I, I justify it, and not no, but it's true. It, but... It's totally true. And, and, you know, there's so many people that, and like, and that's the thing, like I do volunteering, right? Because I not getting paid for all the work that I do, but I know that my community, I'm helping the community. And, and I think it's like, that's, that's, that's part of just being a good citizen on the planet is like, you, you reach a point where you're like, I mean, how many more like nights out partying can I possibly have? How many more like, you know, whatever, like you start changing your priorities and you start looking at the world um, and, and looking at it in like, how can I help? Like where, what am I doing to help? I'm not doing anything. What do I need to do, you know, to help? You made a career out of doing that. I made a career out of not really doing that, but like I do it in my volunteering, right? I mean, I, I help in whatever way, I guess, well, whatever way I was helping. I came into it though. I came into it by complete accident and it was just this sort of stepping stone. I, I got to tell you what I got out of this job happened because of the people that I was working for. It, it, it's like such a bonus for me because they saw me and my potential and they help give me a space to grow in. And that's what you're talking about. That's what exactly what you're talking about. You know, exactly. as, as owning your own business, doing and the I same work thing. all for women. Like yeah. I, there's like a, a couple of males, but, and they, they, some of them have higher up positions, but for the most part, the place that I work is like entirely women. So, yeah. And it's so funny because I've heard people say, well, when you work for women, most women have this bias when they even work for women. And it's not, it's, it's something that I don't, I don't even have to recreate it. Like, I don't agree. I don't have that. Mm -hmm. I don't, there's nothing that in me that disrespects people that I work for. I have my, one of my supervisors is 10 years younger than me and she's amazing. I absolutely love her. I think she has those skills and those qualities to work in, in that. I don't, I don't want to do that job personally, but I can respect and see exactly why they hired her. And it impresses me to watch her just get in there and she just tweaks stuff and makes it happen. And it's just beautiful. And she allows the people that work for her, like me, who have these like crazy ideas. I'm like, okay, I got a crazy idea. She's like, let's hear it. And then I tell her and she's like, okay, let's make it happen. You know, and that, as opposed to working, I worked for somebody for 12 years who told me we couldn't do stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. Oh yeah. You know, didn't want to go online. Didn't want to get inventory. And that sucked because right before this, after that happened, COVID happened when everybody needed to be online. And so he could have already had that process and set up. And I mean, I don't want to say anything bad. He just was limited. And you see that a lot. And there are some limitations to where I work, but for the most part, they don't focus on me. They're not like Jessica, you know, you need to punch in time. Where have you been? Da, 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 da. They are just in an amazing place to work. And it's that one step to the next level, which is like, I've gotten so much love and trust for what I do and how I work from working there. And I feel like we always go into the next direction. The next job could be better. And yeah. I don't want to yeah. down people working for corporate. I'm not saying anything bad about, the corporate, if you are feeling the love of that, if, that's if, the thing. Yeah. if it brings soul, you, it feeds, yeah. If it feeds you do it. Yeah, if, But I also know that there's a lot of people that are doing it, that feel the monotony of it. They feel the yeah. people over them. They're not respected. Their creative essence isn't being used at all they're just going to work punching a clock doing the thing and then everybody around them is telling them how lucky they are and how grateful they should be yeah and meanwhile they probably feel dead inside 
And yeah. even though I haven't experienced that, I certainly have experienced times where I didn't feel rewarded. I didn't feel like my ideas were being utilized. I felt like, what am I doing here? And I'm somebody, I need to grow. If anybody yeah. who knows me knows I'm like a phoenix. There's just no way I'm going through anything and I'm not going to get the most out of it. So if I'm yeah, in a totally. job, <laughs> and I want to say in that job, I put myself through college. I mean, I started as a high school dropout and ended up graduating magna cum laude. So like that job served its purpose and it's helped me in other ways. And this job serves its purpose as it helps me go out into the world and become who I'm meant to be. And I see that we're building towards these things, these little steps that we don't even notice. But I think too, that being aware of where we're going and how each thing is getting us to the next level and acknowledging and loving where we're at is super important for whatever we do next. There's some real wisdom. um, Yeah. You know, it's, it's easy for me to get on my high horse and be like, quit your job and do the thing you want to do because I have, I'm lucky in that I have financial backing from my husband. Um, but, and I've had jobs that were high paying and a lot of time freedom. And so it's allowed me to do a lot of different things and pursue the things that I felt I needed in my growth. Now we're looking at people, you know, who are, I mean, most of the people that'll be, that are listening are entrepreneurs. So they've left mostly left, or at least are trying to turn their thing from their regular day job and turning their thing into whatever. And, you know, I guess the best way to, the best advice would be to just, like you said, be thankful, grateful, understand that your, your day job is giving you the funds to kind of feel like you got your bills paid. It's giving you whatever health insurance it might be giving you, you know, it's giving you the, the talking point of, yeah, I still have a job so that people don't think you're freaking crazy that you quit your job to go become a whatever, you know? Right. (laughs) Right. Um, and I, I, but I really think like, that's a huge part of this is just that gratefulness of where you're coming from or where you came from, right. Recognizing what it brought to you, recognizing even just the, like, that it taught you, you don't want to even work in corporate ever again. Like, right. Cause you got to thank it for that. Like, I know I thank all my corporate gigs for like, just showing me that that is not where I want to be. And, well, and also what you want to change and what you what, do and what you and what I wanted to do and how I right. talk to people and how I manage employees and, you know, how I want to market it and how I want my voice to be heard. And, um, but I, I hope that, you know, the entrepreneurs on here are, you know, just taking a little bit every day and it's, and then that's, that's a really hard thing to do because you come home and you're tired, like I said, or you, you know, you just, you can't, you feel like you have to, it becomes a chore, but it's like pushing through and having that consistency and just doing a little bit here and there. And all of a sudden your circle, right. That I'm talking about all of a sudden you're like, wait, Oh, I finished that oh, I can go on to the next circle. And like, I'm getting bigger and more knowledge and further along. And, and it's, it's so hard those little steps, they feel you're climbing that mountain. You're like, I'm, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to get there. And I think you're right in setting those goals, like making sure, like, as you are working towards building your business, those, those little goals, like, oh, I managed to, you know, sell one package this month. That's all I wanted. That's all I needed. Perfect. I reached a goal. Right. And it's like, and even setting like really low goals, I kind of like that because then I know that for sure I'll hit them and I'll keep going. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then you, you get momentum and every month you do just a little bit more and a little bit more. And then you feel like you're challenged enough 
to keep it interesting, but you're not so challenged that you're like, I'm not even meeting anything because I put I, so much on it. Like me yeah. writing every day. Like sometimes I can and it's great. And sometimes I, I just can't. I can't. That's a There's lot. A, I can't. Write so much day. I can do. <laughs> I can't write. I can't write every year. Like I'm like, oh my God. And I used to write every day. I need to get writing anyway. <laughs> so. I mean, what do we say? Are we done? Yeah. Do we have I mean, else? No, I think that was pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, thank you for joining us. Signing out. I don't thank know you. Have a wonderful day.